0: That ball hit deep. That boy-
1: Welcome to Burler's Hurlers. We've got a emergency Eloy Jimenez broadcast. It's March 25th. Uh, I'm host Dan joined by Don and it was a big day in Chicago sports today. We had bad news and I guess more subjective news from another team, the Bulls in town, but, uh, Let's get started on Eloy. Don, it's bad. It's not good.
0: It's a bad day in White Sox baseball. It is astoundingly bad. Did you when you did you see the clip first or did you hear that like Eloy was injured? Like what happened first for you?
1: It was like instant reaction for me. I'm in a fantasy text thread that is overactive. And any little leak is big news on that thread. And I watched right away. It's ugly. It doesn't make any sense. In in the words of our, you know, outro music, what are you doing, Elon?
0: <laughs> it's, I, I heard he was, I heard he like left the game. So I didn't see the clip. I heard he left the game and When you hear those words, like Ila Jimenez leaves the game, he doesn't have a normal injury. Like it's not like he's rounding the base, he pulls a hamstring or like hit by pitch on his finger. Every White Sox fan, when they read that, like Ila Jimenez leaves the game with apparent injury, they knew it was something absurd. He fell into a net. He fell over the wall. He collided with Luis Robert. Robert. Like what an absurd human being. Like I'm really I'm sad for him, and one level. He misses out on a year of his prime, but on one end, I'm like, man, it's not that he deserves it, but like, it's so obvious. Like, of course this happened. And like, can you really feel sorry for someone if it was just like an inevitable end of their life? If it was just like destiny and fated to happen. His whole career was leading up to this jumping up in a spring training game, and like tearing his peck. It's insane.
1: It reminded me of like a dunk contest move where you like hang on to the rim.
0: Oh like the Vince Carter one where he like <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you put your
1: whole arm in the rim and you hang there, except your Eloy. Is that
0: wait I is mean, that what he was doing? Was he doing the Vince Carter dunk? That would make Not me-
1: intentionally. Not intentionally. But when you see it and you hear the detail details on the injury, I guess we're Going from the perspective, everyone knows what we're talking about. Eloy Jimenez tore his pectoral muscle trying to rob a spring training home run that was not catchable. And, I he's
0: maybe 20 feet away from it.
1: Yeah, out five to six months, potentially surgery required. So he's more or less out for the season. Some people are saying maybe he'll be back for the playoffs. Uh, playoffs?
0: <laughs> no chance.
1: Come on. Like, you don't even want him back that soon. You want him to get rested and better. He's, you don't rush a thing like that. We'll see, but it's huge news. And it's something we've been talking about forever, if not on this show, in our text thread, where it's just baffling what he's doing out there. And of course, you feel sorry for the guy. He's going out there and doing the best he can. You, who you don't feel sorry for is, why did you put him there it's so obvious you look at him he's a DH and they're forcing him into this left field role it was bad and now it's worse yeah and I mean, we miss- didn't plan for it that's the big thing
0: I misspoke earlier when I like alluded to blaming Eloy it's not his fault it's LaRusa it's Hahn. how many times do they have to see like a near collision or collision? how many times do they have to see him get caught in a net? To realize, like, this guy is an incredible hitter. Why don't we put him in a position to where he can play 150 games a year and hit? Why are we constantly putting him at risk for injury? It's it's maddening. Like, it's insane. And that's not even, count, that's not even getting into the territory of, like, we should have signed a free agent. Like, independent of that, it's insane that he's still an outfielder. He, I know he's 24. I know he's young. But it's inexplicable. It's it's inexcusable that he's still an outfielder. I've never seen. it. Have you ever seen anyone like this in sports, let alone baseball? Someone who's just a gigantic buffoon and injures himself and others every like every single game.
1: <sighs> not not with this frequency. There's been some yeah. <laughs> famous sports bloopers that come to mind, but not. And I just want to point out that if you get trapped into a net. Don is never going to forgive you for that because every time he like comes up, the net comes up and the it's man, fair and man, it's man, fair man, because man, it's so man. emblematic. A grown man got trapped in a tuna trap we Deal all with die. It and he plays left field.
0: When, when it's ne- <laughs> we've all been watching him baseball our whole lives. This is a sport that has existed since the civil war that has never happened. <laughs> and it will never happen again a grown man got caught in a net and there's on inside the park home run you could if that was in a movie like a blooper it it would never get past like script revisions it's an insane thing to have happened and then he tears his peck trying to do the vince carter dunk this is the same person it's the same human being
1: it's bad and you know We hope for a speedy – as speedy as possible recovery. But this is the state we're in. We now don't have a left fielder. This was like a three-wire projection player, which is pretty good. I mean, he's an elite outfielder. And our replacement is Leary Garcia right now. That's, I guess – or Andrew Vaughn. I mean, who's next? I
0: mean, I – because Adam Engel, I mean, I don't like him at all. He's injured. So it's not like we could even say, oh, we'll put a defensive first outfielder out there. And then Luis Robert, Adam Engel, Adam Eaton. That's a kind of a good defensive. We can't even do that because Adam Engel's injured. So, yeah, the, those are the options. Larry, Larry Garcia, uh, bench infielder, playing left field. Or a guy who's never played above A ball and has never played outfield in his life.
1: As We're a, talking about Andrew Vaughn?
0: Right, yeah. It's like, which of those dudes yeah. like the 24th man on the roster or a rookie who's never played outfield?
1: I mean, that with the Vaughn question, he's already been projected to make the opening day roster as DH. So then you're asking another question, which is, who's going to be the DH? Um, sure. If I had the choice, oh, it's such a tough question. I mean, Andrew Vaughn's not like a great runner or athlete, so I, I I don't like either choice. We'll see how he looks in spring, and take it from there. He's younger, I guess. That's well, Eloy's like what twenty one. Eloy. Twenty three. No, Eloy's
0: like twenty
1: four. All right. Well, I know nothing. But...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he. It, it, this almost couldn't have happened to a worse player, and I said that wrong. The, the injury to Eloy, like it couldn't have happened to a more important player, in a sense because our outfield is already thin. Like we're relying on Adam Eaton to be a starting right fielder. Before Eloy got injured, we're relying on Luis Robert, who is like athletic as hell, and he, you know, he's an exciting player in that field. Those guys like tend to get injured a lot. They're diving around, they're jumping, they're sliding, like. He's yep. kind of injury risk. And now, like, and we're losing our, our only other good outfielder and our cleanup hitter. So now who bats cleanup? Like, what is the, what does the batting order look like? There were some ugly lineups last year when Eloy was out of it. You're looking at Moncada second, Abreu third, and then what? Like, Grandal cleanup? I guess that, like, Andrew Vaughn? Luis Robert cleanup like this is it's so depressing it's so so depressing because maybe you want to start it off like we saw this coming with like not signing Jock Peterson not signing Kyle Schwarber not signing an outfielder we saw saw this coming
1: yeah I wanted to read three names for you Michael Brantley Jock Peterson Nelson Cruz wouldn't the Sox be in a better place regardless if they'd signed any of those guys and in a safe place right now, but like we were begging for those signings. They were so logical. Nelson Cruz, you weaken the twins, you improve the socks. Brantley, left fielder, DH, Peterson, left field, right field. They didn't move on any of those guys and they were gettable like what? 16 million for Brantley. I don't know how much Cruz went for. Peterson was 10. It's yeah, Cruz it's the was things like that we really wanted. It's Yeah. It's just blowing up right now. And it was so obvious that he should have been the DH.
0: Cause right now, like let's say in that hypothetical universe, we sign Jock Peterson and it's just DH and then like a fourth outfielder. He'd rotate in, get people like maybe Ela can DH, maybe Luis Robert can have a night off, whatever. Ela gets injured, you put Jock Peterson to left field, and now Andrew Vaughn's your DH. So it's like where we are now. Whereas before, like I guess Andrew Vaughn would have started in AAA, and the Eloy injury would have caused him to be called up. And like that's worst case scenario. You call up Andrew Vaughn a little bit earlier than you want, and all you had to do was like sign a ten million dollar outfielder who would have helped. It's so frustrating.
1: Is the goal for the season just to win the division now? Or is, do like you see it, it possible to win a World Series losing that productive of a player?
0: Oh, I I thought you meant like was the goal entering the season just to win the division? And even with Elo, I would say yeah. Like I don't think this I don't think Rick Hahn, Kenny, I don't think they thought this is a World Series team. I think they thought Central is weak. Let's make just enough moves to where we can probably win the Central, make the playoffs. And yeah, we'll probably get smoked by the Yankees. And that was before Elon got injured. So like, if the question is, are we even going to win the division? I don't think we're the favorites to do that. Do you?
1: I don't. It's a significant loss that there's no easy replacement. There's a lot of crazy rumors about replacements. I don't see anything happening. Do you think they're going to sign someone to fill the void? Or are they just going to wing it with prospects or oh I have a few other names that may terrify you
0: oh let's hear how
1: important do John Lucroy and Billy Hamilton become yes they are both on our roster John Lucroy and Billy Hamilton
0: I mean oh my god (laughs) like Billy Hamilton's gonna probably start opening day that I'm like so Depressed now, knowing that's a reality. Oh my god! Because like Zach Collins probably starting DH, I guess at this point, if uh, Adam Vaughn's left field, right? Like who else would who else would start DH?
1: I I I, the only only person I could see is Andrew Vaughn. Is they go with Vaughn at DH and they start Leary in left field? That's who. Yeah, I think that's a lot of pressure to put on a unseasoned rookie, play the field major league level for the first time opening day. I think it's going to take a month or so before we see him. Don't you? Yeah. I mean, how soon are they going to throw him out there? That, that I mean, doesn't seem fair.
0: It's not fair. And LaRusso's like, yeah, we're throwing him out there. We're going to as much reps as he can. <laughs> that's like, yeah, not it's- fair, but we're doing it. <laughs> he... I'd feel maybe a little bit more comfortable if it was like Andrew Vaughn was in Triple A last year and he's like 25 and he's mastered hitting and he just needs to, you know, learn a new position. I'd feel a little bit more comfortable. But the fact that he's like, we're calling him up probably a year too early anyway, that he didn't play in the minors last year because of COVID. Like, I'm worried about his hitting, let alone playing outfield for the first time.
1: Whereas so
0: much of him on both sides. And what's going to happen if it's like, April 25th, and we look at Andrew Vaughn's stats, and he's hitting like a buck 70. And he said he's had, just had a few horrible misplays in the outfield. Everyone's going to blame him. And what do we send him down? Like, we didn't even give him a fair chance to succeed. It's, ugh.
1: God, it, I don't think it would be a rough look to blame Andrew Vaughn in that position. I mean, I, that's why I don't even see them putting him there. I, I don't see it. I think they're gonna try it in spring. Maybe phase it in. I
0: I hope so. But just hearing like that, Larusa said, "Yeah, he's starting in left field tomorrow." It's, they didn't even think of like Evoy, They announced the five six month timeline, and then like the next tweet was like is starting Andrew Vaughn. They, they didn't even take a night to think about it. Which leads me to believe like it's his job to lose. Like if he's not embarrassing out there. Andrew Vaughn's opening day left fielder
1: wow well we'll see what happens I guess you know I don't know enough about the guy to say he can't do it but first base is typically not the best athlete like as far as tracking and such but we'll see we'll see and I don't think he was supposed
0: to be be, like very good at first I think that was a scouting part like yeah he's not that athletic he's like not a very good first baseman it'd be like putting Jose Abreu in left field like
1: yeah, 100%. his rookie prospect report was a forty on fielding, and that's uh, I think the floor is twenty or thirty, so that's pretty low. Yeah, it's, Ceiling was eighty. Yeah, so that's bad. At that, it, uh, I'm not it, saying like, easy, but it's not shortstop.
0: Do you remember when like Miguel Cabrera was playing third, like sixty pounds to overweight? Like I think that's yes. the floor here. Or it's like Cabrero was the worst fielder in baseball by far. That's the, it's possible. It's possible Andrew Vaughn is the worst outfielder in baseball this year. And I, I'd almost need to be proven. I, I need to be proven otherwise that like, that's the case. I'm, I'm expecting him to be the worst outfielder in baseball. And there's our first round draft pick two years ago. Like our only good prospect left because everyone else is on the team.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, Eloy could have been in the running for worst outfielder as well, so... Oh, you bet. I mean, yeah. <laughs> did we lose anything? I don't know.
0: If Andrew Vaughn gets caught in a net, what do we do? Like, what
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, we have to make a Sox outfielder's getting caught in a net compilation video, obviously. First order. Is that
0: the? Do you I, think that would be like the first story on SportsCenter? Center? Would it make like the front page of the New York Times? Like another white sex outfielder gets caught in a net. How big does this you, get?
1: <laughs> I think it depends how awkward of a fall we're talking. If it's your standard net trapping, <laughs> that's not. It's got to go viral. There's got to be tripping. Maybe an ice cream falls on him.
0: Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. With fans, true. That's. Yeah. I just think like. If two outfielders get caught in a net, that's global news. It's like in movies when there's like an Armageddon and like everyone's in Times Square watching and then they like go to Bangladesh and then they'll go to like India. That like that to me, that's what would happen. Another guy got caught in a net in the same place.
1: Again, if you get caught in a net, Don <laughs> will never forgive you. <laughs> and it becomes the standard... For poor performance, I'm
0: never, I, I'm never gonna forget this for the rest of my life. It's like Jordan's, Jordan shot to win the finals game six. There are these like sports memories that are burned in your head, like that Mark Burley play that we like flipped it between his leg. Mm-hmm. And this is one of them. It's like these images that you just you can play it in your Can't head, like, unsee like, it. Yeah.
1: Okay, I don't want to stay in the glum zone forever. So that's all I have on Eloy. You know, speedy recovery, but it's not looking good for the Sox right now. Do you got anything else?
0: No. It's, (laughs) it's, It's so awful. It just is so, so awful. A week before this, I can't even imagine. I can't imagine a worse injury. I guess I'll end there. I can't not imagine a worse injury. All
1: right. Do you want to talk at all about the Bulls deal?
0: Yeah, quick emergency pod, end with the Bulls. Um, You did not like this deal, and I think I was fine to lukewarm on it. Neither of us loved it.
1: Quick high level on the deal. We got Otto Porter, Wendell Carter Jr. Two first-round picks, 2022-2024, I think. I think 21 and 3. 1 and 3. Uh, that's for Nikola Vucevic and Al Farouk Aminu. Um, yeah, I, I don't love it at all. Just because what's the point is my... Opinion of this move. It's like you're making this big move, I guess. You're trading equal cap. You're getting a player who is not an hes an all-star. I'm not going to take that away from him. But he's not that next-level superstar. He's not a superstar. And that's all the NBA is. So, okay, you have this guy. You're not going to win a championship. So what's the point with this guy? And that's cynical, but that's where I'm at with that. It just doesn't do enough in today's NBA to actually register. It just puts them back to where they were when they had Jimmy Butler, Rajan Rondo, and Dwayne Wade, a bubble playoff contender, maybe middle, and they're going to get bounced.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, absolutely true. I, I think like... The, I like the idea of the move. Like, let's get another All-Star in here with Zach Levine and see what two All-Stars and a couple of the young guys can do. That idea, to me, is good. But when the All-Star is a guy like Vucevic who, or Vucevic who like Zach Levine, you know, last two guys on the All-Star team. Like, terrific offensive players, really struggle on defense, and both of them are the best players on their team, and their teams are no good. So if you put both of those guys on a team, like, to me, the fit isn't like, oh, man, now watch out. This Bulls team, they're going 55 games. To me, it's just like, well, yeah, I mean, these guys are fine. They're exciting, but, like, they're not winning players. We're not going to, like, crush teams. We're not going to go to Brooklyn and beat the Nets. We're not going to go to L.A. and beat the Lakers. So it's just like a fun team already existed that wasn't very good. Now it's like a kind of fun team that's maybe a little better, but still not very good. Like it's basically the the big man version of Zach Levine with Zach Levine. So like, what does that get you? I, I don't, I don't understand. But I think we're. I'll on give a-
1: an upside. Oh go yeah, go. no, go for it. An upside I have on it is it looks like front office recognizes it's not a very good roster, and they got rid of pieces that I do not like. Otto Porter and Wendell Carter. I yeah. never saw the Bulls winning with those players. And okay, so they got rid of them, and they have equal contract. I just don't think it like makes them better. I think they made another move to move Hutchinson and someone else. I, I think I texted you about that. But if they yeah. want to turn over the roster, I'm I'm all about that because I don't see this as a winning team as it is. So you may as well shake it up if you're not moving mountains to, you know, land a Kawhi Leonard or someone who has that superstar gravity, then sure, mix it up. What I really don't like most is getting rid of draft picks. Yeah. Because I think Chicago history has proven they just we don't attract free agents, and if we're going to do it, we need a superstar born or born drafted here. And they start here. I know we've let you know we let Jimmy go, but uh, he was our last best, closest to a superstar. I don't know if he is, but
0: I would say he's a superstar. Yeah, he led the team to the finals last year. True, true, true. I think he's probably like the the worst superstar.
1: Right, right.
0: I think like the. I agree. Like. It's exciting that this new uh, GM came in, took a look at Levine, Kobe White, Markinon, Wendell Carter, and pretty much immediately was like, this is not going to work. So he's correct there. Like, that is not going to work. I just thought, like, I think I texted you, I liked this move assuming something else was coming, as in trade Laurie Markinen, trade Kobe White. Like, I still, those three, Levine, Markinen, Kobe White, three horrible defensive players, Who don't make other players better? Who are like score first guys? All three of them together—that's a disaster. And then like Vucevic, pretty much the same thing. Like, yeah, he's gonna get his points. Does it make the team better? So now we're just like we have like four guys, who none of whom are good on defense. That's that's not gonna. We're gonna score points, but we're gonna give up like 140. I just I don't understand it but I think I'm more willing than you to be okay with the idea of just being like a bad playoff team that gets bounced in the first round. I'm like desperate to make the playoffs and get bounced in the first round rather than just be terrible.
1: That's fair. My Bulls cynicism is really, really high. So yeah. And I really thought they were going to move Mark in as well. I see him as a, just not a winning piece i know his stats are slightly better this year good shooter yeah it's just it's not there for me not passing the eye test so not a fan um we could wrap it up there on the emergency cast or unless you got anything else on that bulls trade
0: no it's it's a sad day for chicago sports if you it's a
1: rough day yeah (laughs) We'll make it through.
0: Will we, though?
1: (laughs) No, because we didn't even talk about Andy Dalton. Or any of the other horrors.
0: Yeah, let's leave that for another part. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, we'll have plenty of time to talk about Andy Dalton.
0: (laughs) We'll keep it a regular segment of Dalton.
1: Dalton talk on the hurl. All right. Thanks for listening.
0: right there he's safe, he, he is does safe. Not have the ball and another blow
1: call by hernandez baseball that's unbelievable